Okay, this is Jay Hyde, and you're listening to the Testron of Yellowhammer and Sickle. And um, this is a uh, podcast where we talk about um, all things leftist in Alabama. Uh, there's a lot going on now with the uh, current um, protests and uh, police action against civilians, which seems to be violating even the Geneva Convention. We've got ports of police, you know, gassing their own people, military coming in and everything. Uh, I'm sure you've all been following the feeds. It's uh, We're living in interesting times. Uh, we've got an uprising of sorts. Um, so I'm just going to dive into uh, a little bit of the local media of it. Okay, so we know that the APL, American Party of Labor, were in Huntsville, um, and they've been pretty active in that area, covering the protests, speaking, and uh, you know, stuff that we need. Um, this is a pretty early, like a pretty recent report. Let's see, this is on um, published on June second, twenty twenty. This is from the Red Phoenix APL's uh, newspaper. So, I was there nearly the entire time. The protests officially started at three p.m. I was probably there for, for around. 315. Uh, for the first part of the event, it was just four or five speakers making speeches in the park. Then after that, a very organized march around our downtown square. There was probably a little over a thousand, uh, although I haven't looked up to see if there are any official numbers out there yet. At around 6 p.m., the people that organized that event told us that our time was up and told us that another demonstration was planned for Wednesday. Then we come back to that, but the people weren't having that. So we stayed and protested outside of our courthouse right in front of the Confederate monument. The protest consisted of nothing but people chanting, and occasionally we'd chant for the cops standing in front of us to take a knee as a show of empathy. For me personally, I know the cops did this. It would simply be for show, to appease people, but nevertheless, it was a very simple thing to do, just to show some shred of humanity or empathy. The cops didn't move a single muscle. They couldn't even do the literal easiest thing in the world just to show us that they disagree with the brutal murder of George Floyd. And that made people even angrier. In all honesty, if they had just done that simple thing, I truly believe most of the crowd would have dispersed. A little while into the segment of the protest, and Mayor Tommy Battle appeared. <sighs> Gross. At first it seems like he might actually be on our side, but he is a snake. He kneeled to uproarious applause for about two or three minutes, then it got up. It was all a photo op for him, nothing more. After a few more minutes, he stood in front of us as if he was about to start giving a speech, maybe telling us some empty, soothing words like he feels our pain, or we can protest as long as we want, but within seconds of him starting to speak, we noticed riot cops were lining up behind us. As soon as the people noticed the riot police, Mayor Tommy Battle immediately left the scene. His being there was just a disgusting display of false empathy. We stayed and chanted for a while longer until the police decided they've had enough. Now even though I personally do not and never would condemn riots or violence in these protests, as I see the violence are totally justifiable, I do feel it's important in this context to note that there was not one single bit of violence at our entire demonstration. Not a bit. That's important to say because then the police decided to start pushing us off the steps of the courthouse. At one point, people linked arms to show that they would not be moved. 
and a cop pushed in a pressure point on my throat. Then not long after that, after they pushed us back a bit, they threw a smoke bomb. That did little in the way of intimidating us. We just kept asking them why they were doing this when we had nothing done to them. Then they threw a tear gas canister, kicked it back at them. One of them raised their shotgun and aimed it directly at me. Fortunately, he did not shoot. My body was on an extreme adrenaline high, anticipating the feeling of getting hit by a rubber bullet. Then he kicked the canister back at me, and my partner kicked it back at them. At that point, the gas had become too much for me, and I was forced to back off. A smaller group of us were still together, and we had been pushed down the road. We thought at that point the cops were still satisfied with where that we were, but we were wrong. After a few minutes, they came up to us again, this time with those large pepper spray bottles. I was fortunate enough to not get hit with the pepper spray, but a man standing next to me got absolutely doused. I will yet again add that we had done nothing wrong to provoke the police. That being about where it ended for me. But the cherry on top of the story is that as they were forcefully asking us to leave, many people were telling them, my car is back that way you just pushed us out from. And the cops told them tough shit. You'll have to come back for it tomorrow. Effectively stranding people there. At one point I said to the cop, honest question, sir. If in the middle of a completely peaceful protest, we threw a tear ganister at the police? How would you feel about that? And all he could say was, I'm not sure how to answer that. Which is complete bullshit. He knows as well as I do. That if we had been the aggressors and maced them or threw tear gas at them, they would come down on us with all the force in the world. It is complete and total hypocrisy. So that's good reporting from the Red Phoenix. Um, glad they were in Huntsville. Uh, glad to have some comrades there. Uh, and that's kind of one of the things that um, really needs to be discussed right now. Um, it's becoming more apparent that the liberal politicians in Alabama aren't. They don't want anything. They don't like it. Want change? It's all performative. So um, for these politicians, they're just trying to save face. They're trying to get votes, and they're trying to co-op the movement to make it where there's no actual change. Um, so we have another example here with uh, Woodfin and Birmingham. You know, so the protest I went to was before Woodfin's protest, which was uh, pretty interesting. We um, definitely had shown up, and there was no mic for the BLM protesters and everything. We got together. We uh, ended up listening to them for a while. We're talking about police reform and everything, you know, justice for um, all the people murdered. You know, it's, it got to the point where it was like, say their name. We said so many names where it got, it was like, say which name, you know, which one, because there were so many. Um, and we started our march. We did our march, um, saying solidarity forever, saying they can't jail us all, um, even fuck 12 at certain points. Um, and eventually, uh, we were told, like, be prepared, because um, gas, rubber bullets, etc. might be coming. And uh, so 
why people made the perimeter, which is what you do in protests like this, because um, we are less likely to be attacked or uh, hit by outside agitators or the police. And even if we are, we have certain privileges that they don't whenever we do. So um, it, just stay in contact with the organizers if you're at an event and follow their word if you can. Um, that's my advice. Um, so we formed a perimeter and we all sit down the road. The police, uh, of course, just blocked us all in. And um, when they started making noise with the cars, felt like they were getting out. I was sure I was about to get tear gassed. But luckily, I don't wear contacts. They were about to be melted to my f eyes or anything. I had a mask on already. They were going to hand out buckets. Um, it would have been fine. But eventually, we just got up. Um, so that wouldn't happen and marched to the Birmingham police station. And from there, uh, there were some very, very, very rousing speeches made, which were, uh, which were great, all about police reform, justice, um, the targeting of minorities, targeting of black people, brown people, um, all oppressed peoples. Um, and just how we could fix things in the future. So, at that point, um, there was a there was a gentleman standing on a cop car giving a, a speech about what was going to happen next, and they said that they were going to caravan to Hoover, and everyone there needs to expect to be arrested because they will arrest peaceful peaceful protesters there. So, uh, I did not make it to the caravan. Um, I unfortunately have a record, so it wouldn't be super helpful for me to get arrested right now. Um, I don't think it would help the movement at all. Um, but that, we, we, we came back and we caught a little bit of the, uh, what I call the lib protest. And it was extremely performative and transparent. There were a lot of really cool people there in the crowd that we got to know. And uh, that was very interesting, but as soon as they started speaking, I saw a police officer on stage. I knew that the protest had been co-opted, so we started to make our way out. They did mention something about taking the Confederate monument down. Now, there were no police there later, at least actively on camera, when they were tearing down the monument. But um, it was all live-streamed and everything, and of course, they decided... I, I just smell bullshit as soon as I saw that happening on live TV, like live streams, live TV, whatever you call it now. Facebook is fucking TV, basically. Um, and, of course, the next day, there's a curfew, which means you can't protest after 7 p.m. And they were going to do a citywide, you know, we're going to take this monument down. Now, taking monuments down, Confederate monuments, is great. Just take, we need all the monuments down. But if the monuments for the only things to come down and not the system, we don't get any police reform, there's no reform of the for-profit policing and prison system, then we get crumbs. We get nothing. It's essentially all for naught, which is not what we want. We want full reform. And I know that this is a lot for a lot of people to hear. A lot of the stuff is new ideas. But coming at the for-profit policing system 
is something that even like sock dems like bernie sanders focused very heavily on and they worked with he worked with black lives matter he and his campaign to discuss and come up with the best plan for police reform so what this is going to do is essentially just keep check and take out the capitalist profit from the policing system if you have any questions about that, check out, uh, just type in Bernie Sanders police reform. His plan is there. Um, and of course, the next step would be abolishing the police system and abolishing prisons, which if you aren't ready for that yet, just just read Bernie's plan first. We can get to that. I'm sure I'll have someone on eventually to talk about abolishing prisons and abolishing the for-profit police system. Um so, yeah, it's all some pretty heavy stuff right now. So everyone I know at protests is getting hit with tear gas, rubber bullets, batons. They are being sent to jail where they are not only being targeted by white supremacists who say they're going to kill them after they get out of jail. They are being held for up to 24 hours for something like disorderly conduct, which is just essentially standing somewhere where they tell you not to. Staying out after bedtime. Now, let's go back to Woodfin. So Woodfin later um, banned all forms of protest. And uh, that's non-constitutional. I don't give a fuck about the Constitution. It could burn, in my opinion. Um, but he, uh, he banned all forms of protest, which is just terrifying in the city of Birmingham, knowing Birmingham's history. So what we need to look at there is that if you ban all forms of protest, we are definitely in a police state. And this is just in Alabama. I mean, you hear, you know, what Trump's doing. Um, I mean, he tearcast people so he could symbolically go to church. But uh, we're talking about Alabama right now. We're, we're keeping it in the South for the moment. Um, there's due time for that. So today, the KKK was reported to have a rally in Birmingham. But they never showed. And people are saying there were false reports. Uh, people saying that they've been told that they need to leave work early all week and not just today, which is conflicting. I'm just seeing conflicting reports everywhere. So in my opinion, it was, was either a protest where the KKK were too chicken shit, too soft dick, too cocked to show up for. Or it was another way to quell dissent, another way to stop protests which seems to be birmingham's modus operandi um they want nothing to change which is super unfortunate um but we expected the pushback we've always expected the pushback always expect the pushback and no it's okay to show up to protests where there are politicians and there are police that are on stage, but know that those protests have been co-opted. I am actually going to one this weekend. I will be in Albertville with my prison reform sign, um, if anyone wants to join. Um, that way, uh, if anyone wants to talk to me about prison reform, I will have a direct link to that dialogue uh, and the talking points there. I don't think that downtown Albertville is ready for abolish the police signs yet especially when the police are involved in the event. 
So we'll keep going from there. Um, and I'll keep y'all updated. Uh, I've been wanting to do more interview podcasts, but nobody's been really wanting to workshop it yet. And right now, Zoom um, apparently has all of their stuff open to uh, the government. So Zoom is effectively compromised as well. Facebook is compromised. Be careful with that one. Uh, Zuckerberg is working directly with Donald Trump on that. So the algorithm might hit you if you keep saying the wrong things. Uh, Unfortunately, we'll probably keep saying the wrong things um, because I try to keep the people the most informed as possible. Um, So, yeah. um, I wish I could fill some questions, but I don't really think I can at the moment. Let's see um, if I can pull up some more articles. Here we have an article from uh, the Black Agenda Report, and it's titled Freedom Rider, Black Misleaders Seek to End Protests. The nationwide protests have forced the black quizzling class to reveal themselves as agents of the racial and economic status quo. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms was among the worst. The aftermath of George Floyd's murder at the hands of Minneapolis, Minnesota police has created a national political crisis. The revulsion caused by the latest killings caught on camera spawned protests in Minneapolis and all over the countries. Black people are the angriest, knowing that they are at risk of the same treatment because most police killings rarely result in convictions. But the mass actions present a problem for the rulers. Anger boiled beneath the surface after years of the race-to-the-bottom austerity regime. The worsening economic collapse in the wake of COVID-19 quarantine and another Democratic presidential primary rigged by the party donors' class to defeat the prospect of even minimalist reforms. While black people led the way, they were joined by many white people too. They were also angry about Floyd's death and were primed to rise up against injustices that are expanding and becoming deeply entrenched against them as well. While COVID-19 created a health crisis, it also left millions unemployed with nothing but meager benefits and a one-time payment of $1,200. White people are also angry about Floyd's death and are primed to rise up against the injustices. That's a good quote. When these groups began in a nascent campaign of solidarity, the system rose up against them in an effort to delegitimize them all. The story of Floyd's cruel death began to take a back seat in the corporate media. Suddenly, the propagandists who posed as journalists became concerned about the presence of white people in the protest. Who were they? Where are they from? What do they want? Were they Antifa or anarchists or white supremacists? They were quickly joined by the political class of black misleaders who did the bidding of their patrons by dismissing the acts of rebellion. St. Paul, Minnesota Mayor Melvin Carter fired the worst shot when he declared that every arrested protester was not from the state, but in fact the opposite were true. 85% of arrestees were Minnesotans. Carter sheepishly responded that he had received bad information. The obvious and easily proven inaccuracy makes that assertion highly unlikely. He and others began using very dangerous talking points. They claimed to grieve Mr. Floyd and expressed a desire to seek justice done, while also saying that white protesters were using the demonstrations for nefarious ends. They even evoked the outside agitator trope from the bad old days of Jim Crow segregation. 
They pleaded for peaceful protest or no protest at all, and sometimes just told outright lies. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms was among the worst. She accused protesters of disgracing her city. George Floyd's memory and Martin Luther King's legacy, all in one fell swoop. She told them, go home, according to Madam Mayor. Every protester was snatching liquor, setting fires, and pulling knives on the police. The rebellion was dismissed as criminality, and despite any claims of concern for George Floyd, she proclaimed every participant a scoundrel. For good measure, she added, if you won't change in America, go and register to vote. As if the act has magical qualities to make bad things disappear. The voting usually produces nothing more than mediocre sellouts like, like Keisha Lance Bottoms. It certainly won't end police violence. The heights of the most shameful lies were reserved for Mark Morial, former New Orleans mayor and president of the National Urban League, and Susan Rice, former national security advisor. In separate interviews, they both accused the Russian government of instigating discontent. If it is white supremacists, if it is Russians, if it is other foreign actors who have tried to exploit the pain and exploit legitimate protests, then this is a new level in our country, and they should be arrested and prosecuted as well, said the overly dramatic Morial. Rice said the protests were right out of the Russian playbook. Rice and Morial have accused the Russian government of instigating discontent. It's hard to believe that either of them really believes anything they said. They're just opportunists and cynics. They're joined at the hip with the Democrats' donor class. They're black quislings, obey everything except their own people. Their con game is to give pretense of black empowerment while doing the bidding of others. If that means repeating disproven propaganda, then so be it. The underlings and their patrons are afraid. They know that if young black and white people find common cause... They can march for other reasons, too. They may lead general strikes, demand an end to war, or try to resurrect the Occupy movement. It is better to cast aspersions now than to risk need needed change that would undermine their positions. That is why they eagerly establish curfews, say nothing about police violence against protesters, there are no white supremacists in these actions, and they invoke the dreaded words to stoke fear and confusion. The spontaneous rebellions are but a first step in establishing a real grassroots organizing that must focus on police violence, political corruption, and a system which puts black people most at risk of dying in a pandemic, being arrested for little or nothing, or earning a starvation wage at anything at all. The Black Alliance for Peace campaign, No Compromise, No Retreat, shows the way. The BAP candidate pledge will expose the likes of Keisha Lance Bottoms, demanding that they demilitarize the police and investigate all police killings and bring about important organizational work. Their days of using their positions to undermine the popular will end only when a strong organizing apparatus forces them out. All eyes must be focused on them, and less so on Donald Trump. There is no Antifa organization. It's instead a political idea of how to fight fascism. His mutterings about it being a terrorist group should be ignored. His ravings about vicious dogs and ominous weapons at the White House trigger panic. But black mayors and their friends who seek to divert attention from their own corruption pose far bigger problems. The misleaders assisted in foisting Joe Biden upon the Democratic Party voters, while Trump did his usual routine of ginning up his followers with political red meat. Biden appeared in a black church and spoke of police stopping imaginary knife-wielding attackers by aiming to shoot for their legs. 
This deranged and dangerous nonsense is the result of high-level treachery amongst the black political class and is as dangerous as any Trumpian nonsense. The joint disparate of grassroots protests by the misleaders and corporate media prove that it has the potential to bring real change. That is why they become more shrill by the day, and it is why people must act in opposition to them all. Margaret Kimberly's Freedom Rider column appears weekly in Bar and is widely printed elsewhere. She maintains a frequently updated blog as well. Uh, check her out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Margaret Kimberly, and she regularly posts on Twitter at Freedom Ride Blog. Um, it, she lives in New York City, so uh, definitely check her out. That was uh, one of the best articles I've read about the protests. I was super impressed. It, it's, it's, it's very nice to see things that I'm currently thinking in media um, at all and being spoken by organizers. So we've been hearing reports of uh, possible left-wing organizers being taken. Um, I, I haven't heard any credence to those um, yet, but uh, I'm going to keep you guys updated on that. Right now we have the Huntsville IWW, the Wobblies up there. They are representing the left well we got Birmingham DSA, check them out. Birmingham Black Lives Matter. Of course, American Party of Labor, APL. I guess just uh, stay safe and um, show up when you can. Stay vigilant and we'll find out what's next. And we'll find out what world we're living in as it changes every day. Um, as they say, uh, sometimes there are decades where weeks happen. And sometimes there are weeks where decades happen. This is Jay Hyde signing out with Yellowhammer and Sickle. I hope to talk to you all soon.